You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Casey Esmond. I have the privilege of presenting God's message uh, to you this morning. Thank you all who have been logging in on our online service. I hope you've been enjoying the worship service so far. And many of you may know, and if you don't know, we've been covering the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a theme that we've been doing as a region. It's our theme for, for the year, for our region. And I hope that you've been learning a lot about the Holy Spirit and knowing how the Holy Spirit is always at work in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is known as the spirit of holiness, the spirit of life, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of grace, and the spirit of glory. And this morning, I want to talk about the spirit of truth. And why is that important? Why did I, why did the Holy Spirit prompt me to talk about that this morning is Plain and simple, truth matters. You know, in the world, truth is treasure. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants a truthful life or a truthful husband, truthful kids. Um, it's, it's what we want. You know, scientists, you know, they build their careers around it. They build their careers searching for the truth. But most importantly, this is who Jesus is. The truth. Jesus is truth, and the truth is Jesus. So, we're going to look at some scriptures this morning, and it's going to be mostly in the book of uh, John. But I pray as you hear God's word and you listen to what God has to say to you this morning, that you understand that truth is important, that truth matters. So, let's pray and we'll get into it. Please bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you so much, God, for just who you are, a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of kindness, a God that sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us. Thank you so much for allowing us to have the Holy Spirit. And as we hear the message this morning, that I, I pray that our hearts are open to hear what you have to say to us, to hear what the Holy Spirit, he has to say to us, the spirit of truth. God, be with me, remove myself, and allow the Holy Spirit to work powerfully through me. Allow the Holy Spirit words to work powerfully through us, God, as we continue living for you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. And we're going to start here in John 14, 15. But as we're l listening to the message, let us remember that truth matters. Here in John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. You know, Jesus, he's calling his disciples to what? To love him, to keep his commands. And he will go to his Father for us. The scripture said that he will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, which is known as the spirit of truth. You know, question, do you think it's hard to be truthful? And I know many, many of you are probably saying, yes, you know, it, it, it is pretty hard. It's challenging. And then many of you is probably like, no, you know, I know there's a lot of people who are very truthful people and, and always tell the truth and very honest. 
But for me, sometimes it can be challenging to be truthful. And, and even in the biggest things and even in the smallest things. But what brings me comfort is knowing that I have the Holy Spirit guiding me in this. That the Holy Spirit is always with me. He's always with me. Even when I want to tell a lie, the Holy Spirit, He is right there with me. The Holy Spirit is with us. And here in John 16, 13 says, But when He, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. You know, guess what? We're not alone in this. We have God's Spirit. You know, God is truth. Jesus is truth. And we have the Holy Spirit who is truth. And when I think about that, I ask myself, you know, do I love the truth? Do my life reflect the truth? And I believe we must love the truth. You know, here's a cool quote. It says, truth is absurd in these times and falsehood is so Falsehood is so established that unless we love the truth, we cannot know it. You know, and how do we love truth? We love Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is truth. And we're going to read this in John 14, 6. And before we get there, we, you know, Jesus is with his disciples. And he's telling them that he's about to leave them. You know, he's pouring his heart out to his disciples here in John 14. And he tells them that he's going to leave. He, he's going to leave and someone is going to come. And who's that? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, an advocate, will come to comfort them. And Jesus is telling them, you know, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you, which we know is heaven. And in my departure, the Holy Spirit will come. And Thomas, you know, he responded by asking Jesus, saying, no, we do not know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And in John 14, 16, which is my next scripture here, um, Jesus, he's answering Thomas, saying that I am the way, the truth and the life. Now, Jesus, he's the way, he's the truth and he's the life. And he reveals himself as the truth. He is the source of all truth. So if we love truth, we have to love Jesus because Jesus is truth. And the most powerful, powerful part about this message is that when Jesus is leaving, the Holy Spirit is coming and to be with us. And Jesus thought about us. We just read that he's going to his father and asks his father to leave an advocate for us, which is the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. We're not in this alone. So we read in John fourteen six that Jesus identifies himself as what? As the truth. And in John fourteen seventeen, we read that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. And I just love the way how, and I didn't read the scriptures in that order, but if you read the book of John in that context, you see that Jesus, he's revealing himself as the truth. And now he's saying that the Holy Spirit, who is known as the Holy, uh, as, as a spirit of truth, is with them. So although Jesus is not there physically with them anymore, the Holy Spirit is with them. And that's how it is for us. Jesus and the Spirit, they're one. 
Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they're all one operating and guiding us into all truth. You know, as disciples, we are called to speak the truth, to walk in the truth, and to believe in the truth. You know, this is the way, this is our way of life. And, you know, sharing our faith is our way of life also, reading our Bibles, baptizing people, calling people back to God, sharing, you know, all, all these things is our way of life. But also, living the truth is our way of life. Robert uses this Greek word called ethos, and basically it means it's who we are, you know, it's our custom, our tradition, our way of being, you know, how do we act, how do we live? And not that we are perfect, but who are we known for? What are we known for? Not someone that is that is perfect, but someone that are living a righteous life. And, and, and even though we may fall sometimes, we get back up because it's our way of life. It's to always tell the truth, even when we do not want to. You know, for me, I this is something that I, I need to grow in all the time. There's times where brothers will ask me, hey, bro, how you doing? And my first response is, I'm fine. But really, I'm not doing fine. And I'm not being truthful. And that may, be, that may seem like something small, but it's big to me because I want to be known, excuse me, as a truthful person. So what's the goal here? The goal is to do what is right. It's our ethos. It's, the, it's how we live a truthful life. It's our way of living. It's our way of being. It's our ethos. Living a righteous and holy life. How we live matters. Truth matters. And guess what? You ready for this? God takes it serious. We're going to look here at Matthew 7, verse 21. And it reads, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Wow. I mean, that's a very, that's a pretty convicting scripture right there. Jesus puts it out there. He's saying, it doesn't matter. Showing, a, uh, showing, a, showing up to church on time, singing to God, going to your Bible talks, sharing your faith. But if you're not living a truthful life, God says, I never knew you. And he goes on saying, away from me, you who practice lawlessness. You know, lawlessness basically means a state, state of disorder or, you know, due to a dis uh, disregard of the law. Basically not obeying God's word. And I know the NIV says, away from me, you evildoers, which is probably more of a better convicted statement right there, knowing that when we are living this way, God looks at us or views us as evildoers, saying these words, I never knew you. And that those words bring me chills when I think about that. Those words make me feel, wow, you know, I need to get my life together. Because I don't want God to say that to me. Because he said many will say this to him in that day. What's that day? 
when we're before Jesus. And the Holy Spirit that God gives to us, that he who is with us all the time, calls us to live accordingly to the truth. And not on our own strength, but he is with us. He's in the midst of it. When we're about to do something we're not supposed to, the Holy Spirit is there. When we feel like we're about to lie, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth is there. My question to you is, what do you want to be known for? Someone who's truthful. The group that does the will of God or someone who's untruthful. The group that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit says these words away from me. I do not know you. I do not want nothing to do with you. Away from me, you evildoers. What do you want to be known for? And like I said before, it's not because that we're perfect. You know, there's there's times where we can mess up. You know, it's the spirit. We read in Galatians how the, the spirit and the flesh is, you know, always in battle. And we know what's right from wrong, that we are called to live by the spirit, not by the flesh. But there are times where we could fall short in our emotions and our feelings. Depending on the situation, things happen and, and the, we, you know, we allow the flesh to take over. I, you know, me all the time, I, I, I tend to want to do things the wrong way and then have to deal with the consequences. But I, I, I'm learning and I'm growing in that because I'm being called to operate in the spirit. We are all being called to operate in the spirit. And who is the spirit known as? The spirit of truth. You know, so it, it, it matters. Truth matters. Do you want to be known as a truthful person that lives by the truth and operate in the truth? In front of your, your, your brothers and your sisters in Christ, in front of your coworkers, in front of your families. But what about this? What about when you're alone? When no one is watching what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're acting in front of your wife, in front of your kids. Who are you when no one is watching? Are you living a truthful life as well? Are you being truthful in your spiritual walk and who you are? You know, there's this thing called a double life. You know, who are we when we are alone? But guess what? God is watching. He's always watching. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is there. And he's watching. And he's with us. So it matters. And God, God deals with us when we play games. And we know that. And we're going to look at, look at uh, this, this story here in Acts chapter 5. And you probably know where I'm going with this. And in Acts chapter 5 verse 5 says, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With this wife full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Verse 3. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Peter calls him out that you not only lied, but you lied to the Holy Spirit, to the spirit of truth. Let's keep reading. This is in, uh, let's see, verse four. 
Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such things? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. Verse 5. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And a great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young man came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. You know, God does not play. But it doesn't end there. Verse 7. His, uh, so his wife gets an opportunity to come clean. But we're about to read what happened here in verse 7. About three hours later, his wife comes in, came in, not knowing what happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Verse 9. Peter said to her, how can you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the man who buried your husband at the door and they will, will carry you out also. He asked her. She had the opportunity to come clean. But yet, she didn't. And now Peter asked her, how can you test the spirit of God? And when I read that, it, it gives me chills because when I'm tempted to lie or tempted to do things, I don't want to test God. And I definitely don't want to test the spirit in, in that context. Because the Spirit is always with us and watching what we're doing. And in verse 10, it reads, At that moment she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in, came in and finding her dead, carried out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. <laughs> Imagine what was happening in the fellowship. People were probably losing their minds. I mean, that really did bring great fear. Even in, this, in, in today's time, it should bring great fear to us that truth matters and God is always watching and God doesn't play. He deals with us. You know, there's, when I, I had D group with the, one of the brothers and, and I'm always asking him, how you doing? How's everything going? And and he appreciate that. So what he does is ask me, Casey, how are you doing, bro? You always ask to me how I'm doing. How are you doing? And the first thing I said, I'm, I'm doing okay. But deep down inside, you know, I was upset. I was, you know, I was a little stressed out. Stuff was going on. And, I, you know, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to tell him or I didn't want to bring that up. But I wasn't being honest because I wasn't really fine. And yeah, he saw it in my face and he saw it in my demeanor. I ended up leaving him and heading home. And as putting this lesson together, I read this passage here about Ananias and Sapphira. And I don't know about you, but you know, you kind of duck when you get scared or you kind of look about over your shoulder. The first thing I did was, hey, bro, I need to get open with you. You know, and that's what we need to do. We need to strive to be truthful, continue speaking the truth being truthful, repent, even when we're not, repent, because we don't want God to deal with us. And what do we learn from this, this story, that God doesn't play games? Truth matters. And why else does truth matters? We're going to read here in John 8, 31, says, To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples then you will know the truth, and the truth, the truth will set you free. 
And here in John 8, Jesus, he's in the temple courts and people are gathering around, gathering around him. And what did he do? He began to teach. And in that, in the midst of that, a woman was brought to him that was caught in adultery. And we know the story. The people, they were ready to stone her. They brought her before Jesus and they were ready to stone her. And what did Jesus do? He stopped it. He challenged everyone there. And he called the woman to leave her life of sin. So as, as time went on, the Pharisees continued to challenge Jesus. And Jesus did what? He just continues to teach them. And when I was reading John 8 in context, you know, I was like, man, you know, Jesus is probably you know, around a, a hostile crowd here teaching them his ways. And here in John, we get to verse 31. And he's saying, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And he's telling them, whoever believes in him. And when I read this, I know believing is, is just the beginning. It's not, it's not enough. We must hold to his teachings. We must obey him. He's telling them to hold to his teachings. And in that, it shows that you are his disciple. And how does the truth, how does, what is the truth does in that? That Jesus is the truth. And he presents the truth to us. And we obey the truth. We live, we leave a life of sin and obey Jesus because Jesus is the truth. You know, at that time, they had the embodiment, the embodiment of truth with them. They had Jesus in, you know, he was right there with them. Physically, they could see him. And Jesus is not with us here physically. Yet he's with us here in spirit. His spirit is with us. His Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. And it's the word of God is what set us free. And free from what? From the bondage of sin. And that's what Jesus was teaching them. His word is what frees them. Everyone who, is a, who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, then you will be free indeed. Those are the words of Jesus, that whoever sins is a slave to sin. And guess what? Telling the truth, not telling the truth is sin. And when we are not living in the light and we're caught up in sin, we're not free. We're slaves to it. When we're not truthful, we are slaves to our lies. Now, here's a quote. They say that the truth will set you free, but then again, so will a lie. It depends if you are trying to get to the promised land or if you are just trying to get by. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to just try to get by. I want to get there. I want to be with Jesus and to hear these words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And if there's anything that we need now in this world is truth. Now, truth is being denied. It's being ignored. It's being erased. We need truth. And, when we, and we need people who will live by truth and the Holy Spirit is who guides them through truth. And I'm going to close out with this last passage here in John. And I want you to think about this. 
Who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? As we read this passage. Here in John 8, 44 reads, You belong to your father, the devil. And if you want to carry out your father's desires, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell the truth, you do not believe in me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? I am not telling the truth. If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. You know, who do you belong to? Jesus, is lo- Jesus loves the truth. Jesus calls us to be truthful. He also calls us to, to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's in John four twenty three. if you want to write that down. But what does God want? He wants spiritual people who are living the truth. It's a part of worship. That's who the spirit is calling us to be. Worshippers of spirit and of truth. What are some benefits of telling the truth? Here are some that I thought of. One, it builds trust. It builds confidence. And also I believe truth attracts truth. This is what some of the benefits are of of living in truth. But one of the biggest ones is that we are right with God. We are right with the Holy Spirit. So, what are some of the things that God teaches us teached us this morning? That truth matters. That Jesus is truth. That the Holy Spirit is known as the spirit of truth. Truth is freedom. God doesn't play games. And God wants people who worship in spirit and in truth. So, let us love the truth and let us walk in the light. I love you all and thank you all for your time. I hope this message was encouraging and I hope that you are encouraged to continue to live a truthful life for Jesus as the Holy Spirit who is known as the spirit of truth continually be with you. Have a great time in fellowship. Thank you so much for your time. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 